Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. I want to encourage everyone to be very, very expectant this morning because what we are discussing today is arguably, and I think we've had some amazing life classes so far, right? Right? Or is it, is it a personal opinion? Okay. So what we're about to discuss this morning is arguably our most important life class so far. So, and that, that says a lot, right? So, in the course of um, today's conversation, principles from God's word will be shared. If you hear anything that sounds like health advice, please consult with your doctors. If you hear anything that sounds like financial advice, please consult with your financial advisors. And if you hear anything that sounds like spiritual advice, please consult with your... <laughs> with your PD. <laughs> Praise God. Okay, so when the Spirit of God laid it on my heart to teach this, I pushed back a bit. And I'll let you know why I pushed back a bit. Um, because our world is not lacking in materials on this subject. The only challenge is our, our world is lacking on people who have an understanding of this subject. Does that make any sense to us? So we have an abundance of materials, but a scarcity of people who carry the substance. And to die, I am going to be, I've titled this, I just want to pull up my notes. I've titled this, The Leadership Pandemic. Just before you tune off and say, I'm not a leader, please. PD, I'll meet you next week. All right, I want to use all my pens today. What? All right, so for those who are listening on the podcast, I'm just writing on my screen in case they are wondering what is going on. All right, can we see what I've written so far? All right. Is the light obstructing anyone's view? Let me just read it out. So what I've written is our um, focus for conversation today, the leadership pandemic. Um, I've written definition and I've written competencies. Competencies. Are we on the same page so far? Are we on the same page so far? All right. I, I want to make this so simple that you will be able to teach it to a one-year-old. But the whole idea is not your ability to teach it. It's that you will begin to live it. Because in the past, have you heard people say things like, I think we've, we've actually touched it in one of our teachings, that Christianity is not a religion, right? It's a relationship. And in the particular teaching we had on it, we agreed that there's no use fighting in a battle that does not exist. There is Christianity, the religion. And there is Christianity, the relationship. Do you remember I was saying that? Now, I've heard people say things like, leadership is not position. Anybody heard that before? 
But this morning, I've been sent to let you know there is leadership deposition. And then there is true leadership. Are we still together so far? Now, I want to break this so down. No, this color cannot do the work. All right. Are we able to see that? Okay. Can you see this? Can you see this? Can you see this? Now, what exactly is leadership or who is a leader? What is leadership or who is a leader? And I'm going to tell you why we are learning this at life class. Leadership or a leader is someone. Let's, let's leave someone first. Let's define leadership. Leadership is the ability to move from here. To there. Are you still with me? Are you still with me? To rally troops with you from here to there. And by the time the troops arrive here, they've undergone transformation that they themselves have become leaders. Do you understand this? Can you see it? Hello? Can, I, can we all see it? So who is a leader? A leader is someone who is able to rally people, move them from here to there, and in that process of moving them, something happens to them along that journey that those people arrive as leaders such that any one of them can now pick a group and lead them from their own. This is a new here. Does that make sense? To a new there. Whenever a leader resigns, bows out, or signs off, what, what is going on is that they've lost the ability to see there. Vision has, has finished. Hello? Okay. So therefore, what, what are the competencies of good leadership? Number one, Analyze here. Number two, vision. In brackets, see there. Are we still together? Number three, rally troops. How do you rally troops? Under this, there are two competencies here. One is going to be Communication and influence. I'm sorry if you've not seen the things I've written. Did somebody just laugh? Am I writing with my doctor handwriting? Can you see it? 
I'm going to read everything. If indeed leadership is the ability to move people from here to there, then a good leader is one who can do a current analysis of here. A good leader is someone who has the ability to see tomorrow there. The person can see there. That's called vision. A good leader is someone who can rally troops. And what does it mean to rally troops? You are able to communicate and you are able to influence. Are we still together? A good leader is one who can model transformation. Why are we modeling transformation? Anybody remembers why? Because those people you are leading, by the time you achieve your vision, they shouldn't be followers anymore. You should have created leaders. Are we still together? And then number five. Who can guess what number five is? No? My, my writing is really bad. Bow. Yes. That means when you've raised the leaders, there's a certain continent on the world. This number five is not on their list at all. Bow out. Hey, we died there. <laughs> Woohoo! All right. So there is leadership, the position. I don't want you to forget this. Leadership, the position is people who, by virtue of their position, are expected to be leaders. But by basis of this definition, you and I know that they are not leaders. And I want you to begin to look around you in your day-to-day -day lives. Does this person have a picture of where we are going to? Is there a clear picture of a tomorrow that all of us are moving towards? Now, this is applicable everywhere. It's applicable in a ministry like this. It's applicable in your department. It's applicable at work. Are we really going in towards, like, what's the goal? Do we know it? Is it clear? Are the troops motivated to go on this journey? How is communication being done? Are we being influenced to go? So, um, let me clean this. I wanted to make three, three tables. Good, bad, and terrible leadership. But most people already know terrible leadership, right? So we don't need to make a table for that. Good. Good leadership. Analyze here. That means seize current problems as opportunity. Bad leadership is unaware. Am I allowed to write this on the board? Can you see it? It's just vibes. Like, whatever we meet today, we, we, we'll just be there. Number two, vision is able to see it and sell it. This one, can, this one is blind. Can see nothing. So if you can see nothing, there's, there's nothing to sell. Hello? Have I lost anyone yet? Are you sure you are with me? Yeah. 
good leadership rallies troops with good communication and influence. So, bad leaders believe in rallying troops. They bully, manipulate, coerce, and they don't communicate. They command. As far as bad leaders are concerned, this really is leadership. Hello? So if you met a bad leader and say, what is leadership? They'll give you a nice dictionary definition. But really, when you look at their templates for, for how they execute their day-to-day, really, what they're saying is leadership is the ability to bully, manipulate, coerce, and command people to do what I want them to do. That really is what bad leadership is. But good leadership rallies the troops communicates and influences them to get the work done. The truth is that the job needed to be done is hard and difficult. But a good leader believes I can inspire people. It was said of one of the leaders during World War I. I shall mention no names. He gave a powerful speech on the needs to fight for the country and secure victory. At the end of his speech, people who were under the age, under 20, People were falsifying their birth dates just for the honor of fighting behind this man. Do you understand what I'm saying? Hello? You didn't get that. Your age already excludes you. But the man has communicated so powerfully, you don't even know if he can fight. You, you are ready to risk your life. This simple thing we are discussing this morning, it has the capacity to change the world. If only our people can learn. Um, model transformation. Sorry, can, can you still, are you still following? That means they do what they say. Uh, I need to clean this thing, boy. What do you say? We need a bigger board too. A smart board. They do what they say and they act like they're. That's bad English. But I'll explain. These ones, they do anyhow, sincerely. Anyhow. Can you see how this applies to a ministry? Can you see how it applies to a department? So what department shall we use to illustrate? Can somebody volunteer a department? We should use tech department. Okay. Tech department has volunteered to be used. Now, if we have good leadership in the tech department, everybody is aware of the current state and the problems we have now. And they see the opportunity, the problems as an opportunity. If we have bad leadership, it's just vibes. Let's just show up. Another Sunday, another Saturday, another Thursday. If there is good leadership, everybody knows of what tomorrow looks like. The leader sees the future and sells the future. The reason why it is important for a leader to be able to sell the future is because our human nature is designed to resist change. So if it's working and like they say, 
did you die? Like, if, you, if the thing did not kill you, leave it. Well, leadership does not follow that ideology. Leadership does not say, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Bad leadership is blind. There is no picture of tomorrow, and there is nothing being sold to the people. As far as rallying the troops is concerned, good leadership is communicating and influencing the people. Bad leadership is bullying, definitely not in this church. Amen? Amen. But do you agree with me? There are churches where people are bullied, where people are manipulated, where people are coerced, and where people are command, eh? flogged? Flogged for coming late? Flogged. Amen. What? I, you, you know the funny thing? You know the funny thing? Can I, can I clean this? So someone is saying, PD, why am I learning all of this? I don't have a position. They didn't make me HOD of wherever. Should I do something? Someone is saying, PD, don't do it. Don't do it publicly. But let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Should we do it? I, I want us to do a quick leadership analysis of this church. Should we do it? Should we do it? Is there a picture of it there? Is there a picture of it there? Like every, yeah, like where we're going to as a ministry. Is it clear? I'm looking around the room. No, not, no, we are not bullying and coercing here. It's to know how well we've communicated the vision. Like, what are we out to do? Why do we exist? Is it clear? Is it clear? It, do you see it? Someone is saying, Peter, everybody just say yes, so that there will be peace in the world. Anyways, maybe it is feedback for us to do more seeing and selling of the vision. Because in this place, you know the average person, based on their background, believes that if you've not bullied, manipulated, or coerced them, nothing is going to happen. Based on the background, and this is where childhood events begin to come in. The way you got things done was because you were. So there are people like that. And there's a certain continent I shall not mention. Their leaders just know, they, they actually say it, that these people are animals. If you don't lead them, if you don't treat them like animals, you won't see results. I see humans subjecting fellow humans to inhuman conditions, and the inhumans cannot do anything about it. It's almost as if they signed a pact. Did, did I just do that publicly? Did it enter my mic? Please, scratch it, scratch it. You know, sometimes it's painful where um, another country I shall not mention has an election coming up soon. Just based on this definition, some people should just sign out of that race and encourage everybody to vote for someone else. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because you can just look at the top three or four candidates. Does this person know where we are going to? 
Do they know where they are? <laughs> Does this person know where they are? Is it... <laughs> See, let's just leave it. Let's leave it. Because it might get so personal. So let's, let's leave it. So what makes good leaders and what makes great leaders? I was going to, to, to show you why. Um, this is even important in the first place. When God sent you to the earth, he gave you a position. Did you hear me? When God sent you to the earth, he gave you a position. You didn't hear me. That means you are in leadership. Help me turn to your neighbor. Tell them you are in leadership. Now, whether you've been a good leader or not, I don't know. But you are in leadership. Please, you are not, they are not vexing for you yet. If you are saying it well, they should be annoyed. Now, nobody called me a leader. I've not been getting my credit alert, you know, for my position. When God sent you to the earth, he gave you a position of leadership. You are a CEO. Sorry. I was going to wipe this. But I've wiped it already, so it's too late. <laughs> are you guys taking notes? Like good notes? Okay. Because your notes might save somebody. Many people hear the conversation, leadership, they just flip the channel, turn to the next page. Wow, this writing is really bad. I'm pitying you guys as I'm looking at it. You can read it. You are used to reading doctors' handwriting. So. But can everybody see this? Can everybody see this? Yeah. Help me turn to your neighbor. Tell them you are the chief executive officer of three companies. It's one group. One group. But three companies. Do you understand that? Do you know the concept of group of companies? Yeah. One group, but three companies. One group, three companies. Now, many of you are not going to like me from here now. Is there a picture of here for this company? Is there a picture of there for this company? Is there a picture of here? Is there a picture of there? Is there a picture of here? Is there a picture of there? Are you able to rally troops and to buffet and to bring on that subjection and to say, I am the boss of you. You are not the boss of me. When last did you agree on the time you break your fast? And you broke at that time. When last? Or did you just open the fridge for the Lord is good? And his mercies endure. At least I've tried. I said I'll break at 6. It's already 4.15. So I have done well. That is poor self-leadership. I am sending a message to yourself. I am a poor leader. Hello. Every time you renege on your set goals, you are sending a message to yourself. I am a poor leader. Let's go to God's word. 
Someone said, PD, you've thrown enough, enough stones at us. So let me comfort, let me comfort you with God's word. Exodus 13, verse 12. Exodus 13, verse 12. Exodus 13, verse 12. Is this Exodus 13, verse 12? Let me open from here. Maybe I meant 12, verse 13. Help me check. Exodus 13 and verse 12. I think you're correct. So let me check 12 verse 13. I think PD was asleep when he sent the... Let me check the... Can someone help me pass that? Let me check the... What I sent to the, to you guys. Thank you. What did I send to them? Whenever I, I just whenever there's a tech mistake, it's never them. It is always me. Because they are that good. Twenty one. Thirteen twenty one. If they can help us fix it, thirteen twenty one. Thirteen twenty one. Well, they are fixing it. Let me read from here. Is it there? Is it there? 1321. Should I read from here? Oh, thank you. And the Lord went before them. Can you see that? Can you see that? Now, if you are going to achieve God's ordained destiny for your life, God wants you to be a. Did you see what I just put in front? Co CEO. It means the account to these companies is a joint account. Two signatures. I almost signed my signature on Live TV. Can you see it? Can you see it? Can everybody see it? If you are going to achieve success God's way, you are going to have to be co-CEO, meaning that your ideas in leading your body, the two CEOs have a say. Let's look at this first. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them the way. And by night in a pillar of fire, to give them light, to go by day and night. Is that in your screen? Can you see it? Is that in your Bible? So the Lord went before them. The Lord went before them. That's, that's a classic. If a leader has not been where he's taking the people to, he's only taking a stroll. The Lord went before them and then was able to lead them in the way. So, good leadership is always able to see before, to go into the future, see what the future looks like, feel what the, what the future looks like, 
smell it, touch it. I'm telling you of what great leaders have learned the ability to do. They've learned the ability to travel into tomorrow, to see it, feel it, touch it, and then come into today. I just wonder, guys, can't you see it? This is what our tomorrow will look like. This is where we're going to be. This is where we're going to be. Whenever you see people who are constantly demotivated, it is proof that they lack good leadership, both externally and internally. When you enter into a place and everybody's just like this, from the parking lot, the person parking your car, welcome to church, happy Sunday. You're like, okay. The meter and greeter. It's good to see you. Welcome to church. The usher leading to you to your seat. Go like that. Let's go. <laughs> My brother, just turn back home. There's there is nothing about to happen there. Oh, but fire is about to fall. Even if the fire should fall, they are not ready for that fire. Hello. Hello. But when you're from the parking lot, you just see excitement. Oh, this is the person that their life is going to change today. From the door, the person greeting you, welcoming you inside, saying, welcome to church, amazing, we're glad to have you. They're communicating that excitement because it has been communicated to them. Do you understand it? Hello? I know you didn't see it. The excitement the people will communicate is the excitement that has been communicated to them. So if it is not flowing from the beard of Aaron, there is nothing going to go down. Hello, are you still with me? Psalms chapter 1, I hope I got this one right. If this one is also wrong, then. Psalms 110 verse 3. Psalms 110 verse 3. I just want to show you that these are not just speedy's ideas. They are all based on God's word. Psalms 110 is a strongly messianic psalm. In fact, it is arguably the most there's no competition, right, for most messianic. But it is arguably the most messianic of all the prophets. Um, because this is the most quoted Old Testament scripture in the New Testament. From verse 1 and verse 2. The reason why I'm saying that is, I am reading verse 3. Even though you and I know that it refers to a particular point in prophetic timing and this is life class so i will just stay on course did, did anybody get that let's read it the people shall be willing in the day of your power in the beauties of holiness from the womb of the morning thou hast the dew of thy youth is that in your bible the people shall be willing somebody say the people shall be willing in the day of your power Let's try it again. The people shall be willing in the day of your power. The people shall be willing in the day of your power. Now, this, this refers to a very, very specific time in end time prophecy. But there is a concept here for you and I to see. In the day of your power, there actually means in the time of war. Can anybody give us another version? Anybody has another version? Just throw it at us very quickly. Your, your people will freely join you. Resplendent in holy armor. Armor there is already suggestive of a battlefront, right? So he's saying that there is war and people will freely come and join you to fight. Can you see it? Can someone else give us another rendition? 
What, what version is that? Thank you. That, that's the one I'm looking for. Your people will freely give themselves to join you to fight in the day of battle. That is what great leadership is. There is a battle, there is war, this thing is going to be hard work. It says, but there is something you've done to the people. It was not coercion, it was not bullying, it was not manipulation, it was not, um, what, what's that thing called now, when you are, when you are codedly manipulative. Deception. It was none of those, but willingly, they, they can see the thing. and say, PD, let's go. Say, by God's grace, by December 2023, we are going to be in our own place. This is the amount it is going to cost us, but we know God has gone before us. He has given us favor, and the deal is closed. You know, some people, the moment a church launches a building project, they just go and leave. They go and leave to another church. They're like, I don't, I don't like that stress at all. When people are finished, on your day of dedication, I will come and dance. I'll be the first there to come and dance. It says your people will be willing. Somebody say willing. So, influence plus communication equals to willing people in the day of battle. Sorry, it looks like bottle, but I know you know. You know what I'm writing. My question is how well have you led God's company? How well have you led God's company? That's question one. Because God has more for you to do. Do you believe that? Some of you, the leadership opportunities God will bring you to, they will have positional titles and names. For the most of you, there will be no positions, there will be no titles, but God will still expect you to lead people from here to there. So part of the leadership competencies we're going to be working on in future teachings will be vision. How exactly do you see tomorrow? How do you sell tomorrow? Influence. How do you rally people to be willing in the day of battle? You know, there are some people that, as you are saying this now, there's battle I think it was recently, I'm trying to, to remember clearly that um, okay, I'm not sure. I don't want to give you wrong information. But someone might be able to help me verify. The current um, Ukraine-Russia um, entanglement, shall we say, that there was an announcement that the government was going to draft in people from a certain age and they had to shut the border because people of that age were trying to leave. Is, is, was, it, was, was that the version in the news? Yeah. So somehow, somehow, that vision was not sold enough to have commanded influence because we know that if there is influence and communication, God's style, great leadership style, your people are willing in the day of battle. Battle does not necessarily mean we want to fight, we want to kill people. It means that we, we've discovered that here is down. There is up there and there's going to be a climb. That is battle. You're pushing against many forces. 
You're pushing against status quo. You're pushing against, did we die? Leave us alone. PD, what's wrong with this place that we are now? Leave us alone. What's the, what's the problem? You find people that justify status quo and they have a lot of wise, wise ways to back it up. Psalms chapter 78, verse 65 to 72. Psalms 78, 65 to 72. As we begin to round up. Has anybody been blessed so far? Are you sure? What are you going to do with today's teaching? Number one, be a better CEO of the company called you. Number two is, whatever role has been committed into your hands, ask yourself, what is that vision we are going towards? Have I been able to influence and to communicate, sell that vision to the people? And am I modeling transformation? Boy, I, I wiped it off. Can somebody help me with... We've not touched modeling transformation, right? So we are going to have to come to that. Do you know what it means to model transformation? Okay, let's read Psalm 78. Maybe that will just answer it for us. Then the Lord awaked as one out of sleep, and like a mighty man that shouts by the reason of wine. 66, he smote his enemies... In the inner parts, he puts them to perpetual reproach. 67, moreover, he refused the tabernacle of Joseph and chose not the tribe of Ephraim. 68, but chose the tribe of Judah, the Mount Zion, which he loved. Verse 69, and he built his sanctuary like high palaces, like the earth which he had established forever. Verse 70, he chose David also his servant and took him from the sheepfolds. Why is he picking David from the sheepfolds? Because there are competencies that there are tra transferable skills. Somebody say transferable skills. Skills that you acquire in the sheepfolds that are in keeping with great leadership. So, verse 71, from following the use great with young, he brought him to feed Jacob, his people, and Israel is inheritance. So part of what, take us to verse 71. Part of what David had learned was the ability to feed. Somebody say feed. Somebody say feed. Now, feeding animals is different from feeding people. Feeding people means you are modeling transformation. What that means is that if we're going to be a church known for excellence, and that is the vision that we are seeing and selling, then the leader, somebody said the leader, will have to feed people with that spirit of excellence. How? Everything called excellence must be seen in that person. Hello. Hello. So when a leader says, excellent behavior, involves punctuality. That is not the leader that should come late. That is not the do, do as I say. Don't do as I do. You know. So let's go to verse 72. So he fed them according to the integrity of his heart. Boy, you guys are getting a lot of good stuff. I just hope you can see it that way. 
and guided them by the skillfulness of his hands. If there are powerful leadership schools like Harvard and all the greats, do you know there are great leadership schools in the world? Do you know? Hello. Are we still together? Has it bothered you that none of them automatically implied great leadership? Average trained, Stanford trained, U of T trained, McMaster trained, amen. And all these, this trained, that trained. Even the professor training the people has, has issues. Hello? Has he, has he bothered you that a, the, the quality of a person's leadership does not necessarily reflect where they are trained? Should I tell you why? Because you can only train in skill. You don't train in integrity. So, at, at best, our leadership schools are achieving 50% efficiency. Assuming that these people will be highly skilled in all the leadership competencies. Integrity of his heart. That one is not by three. There's, there's no course. Uh, integrity 101. What many people replace this week is what? I don't know if it's bad English. That's, that's the word in my mouth. In my... It's bad English, right? You can fake it. Fake it, 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 fake it. You have you seen people speak well, run a campaign until something shows up and they will just issue an apology and disappear. But I know a country, even with dirt, no apology, no resignation, is we die there. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. One more scripture, one more scripture. John 15, 15 and 16. John 15, 15, and 16. I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends. Since I have told you everything the Father told me. You didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you. Somebody say, I appointed you. To go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. There's no time to, to break this down on why this scripture is there. But I believe it has spoken to someone. Um, of all the leadership schools of thought in the world today, and by God's grace, I've studied a lot of them, they've come to the conclusion that the greatest form of leadership is servant leadership. And the person who modeled it excellently, the man Jesus. And he says, I know you call me master. He says, but a servant does not know everything the master is doing. I have chosen to call you friend because I want you to know everything. So if it is true servant leadership, there will be complete Transparency. 
So how do you know an organization where the leadership is not servant leadership? Should I tell you? It is not a place where the leader is washing the feet of the people. That's not the real test of servant leadership. It is where there is a lack of transparency. When you begin to hear, we can't tell you that. You are not supposed to know that. Shh, shh. A shh culture is a culture of lack of transparency. I don't know about you guys this morning, but I think there are a lot of areas to take back to the place of prayer and to begin to trust God for, both in our personal lives and in the areas of leadership that God has committed into our hands. And so, Father, we receive your grace. You have appointed us. You have chosen us for such a time as this. You have engraced us with everything we require. In any way we've let you down in the past, we receive your mercy. And that you will help us to be everything you've created us to be. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen, amen, and amen. Praise God. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give our email at info, I-N-F-O, at K-I-C-C-Canada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember, you are a champion. God bless you.